no Andy Rodriguez, no Henry Davis, and I'm sorry, no real reason for either. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates are taking on the Tigers in Detroit for a real quick, like 36-hour road trip tonight and tomorrow. The first pitch on this day is 6.40 p.m., and the Pirates will do this without either of, I don't want to say their two most talented hitters, but two of their most talented hitters, despite an offensive I don't even know slump is the right word for it. Collapse that's kept this team from scoring any significant runs this entire month. A stretch that you have to go back 115 years to find a previous match. I'm not saying that to be funny. That's actually true. And this team won't make the moves or even one move that's needed to correct that one thing, even if just temporarily. Understand, please, that if you feel that the priority is for Rodriguez to catch, for Davis to catch, then you are more than entitled to your opinion that it's worthwhile keeping them down and having them catch and having that process be blissfully uninterrupted. But I'm here to interrupt that train of thought for at least a handful of minutes. Because what drives me nuts about this is this notion that if either of them comes to Pittsburgh, that they could never go back, that they could never uh, recalibrate and get back to catching or ride another bus again. This is the most baseball-only concept in all of sports, only baseball thinks this much of itself. Only baseball is this self-important. These two young players can hit, and they can hit big league pitching right now. I don't care that Henry is ripping up the Eastern League right now, 1,100 OPS, any more than I care that Andy is still kind of getting back into his groove statistically in Indianapolis. I don't care. I have seen these people hit. They can hit. I've seen it in Bradenton against big league pitching. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's big league pitching, and they can hit. They can hit, and they can hit right now, and I do not care if they can catch, I don't particularly care about it in the long term either, but I definitely don't care about it in the short term. And I don't understand in the slightest why this conversation can't even be had. I'm saying this right now, and there's a really good chance that a significant percentage of the people hearing it are saying back to me, well, but he needs to be a catcher for the long term. And I don't care about the long term. Not right now. Not when this team opens a season 20-8. and 
not when the central division shows itself as being, wow, not very good and eminently winnable. What I care about, within reason, is winning the next game. What I care about is winning the game tonight in Detroit. And then after that, you know what I'll care about? Yeah, it'll be the one tomorrow afternoon in Detroit. Funny how that works. Wow, you're being unreasonable. You don't understand baseball. That's just not how it's done. Nobody does that. Not true. Cincinnati did it just last night. Called up one of their top prospects. Dude got a double. You know why Cincinnati called him up? First round pick from 2021. They had a need. Gasp. He might have to go back. Oh, no. He might not have a position set right now. Oh, the horror of it all. Here's what you do. You bring them both up. You put one of them in right field. You put the other one either at second base or at first base or even DH if Kutch's ankle is feeling better after a couple days here. And you tell them, you see those uniforms out there? Okay, those are the Detroit Tigers. You've never faced them before. You've never been in a ballpark that has this many decks or whatever. Comerica Park has a kind of a big look to it. Okay, great. Go take a look. Take some pictures. Send them back to the family. And then hit the ball. No promises, kids. We might send you back even tonight. But for right now, while you're here, hit the ball and help us win a couple of games. Tell me right now. Don't tell me what, what you think, though, how it's been done for a million years or what it is that Ben Charrington says about this or that. Tell me why you, not anybody else, tell me why this can't be done, why this can't even be discussed, why this is so verboten. It's not a service time issue. It's not a Super 2 issue. Either of those is easily fixable by just sending them back and doing some additional manipulation next year. But this year, 2023, is the year that the Pittsburgh Baseball Club started out winning 20 of its first 28 games. And you don't just throw that out when you have a chance to put a whole heck of a lot better lineup out there than what Derek Shelton was forced to do over the weekend. Not to be mean here, but there is some steaming crap being penciled into the bottom of this lineup anymore. And that... That can't happen. That's not excusable or defensible in any context other than if there were no prospects and no one who could hit. But there are, and they're right there. And they're one phone call away. And it doesn't all have to go according to some movie script where the minor league manager calls you in and, and plays dumb about your promotion and somebody films it and puts it on social media. And then they let the crowd know the day before, they, the fans know the day before so that they can boost the crowd for the big arrival of Andy Rodriguez or the arrival of Henry Davis. Just win games now when we come back j1q this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at north shore tavern that's directly across federal street from pnc park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word experience the steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Tim Wayner, who says, Can we maybe wait for a longer stretch of good pitching before Mitch Keller gets a long-term deal? It's great to see him progressing, but small sample size of success. Gregory Polanco and Kebrian Hayes signings were example of jumping too fast and being stuck with contracts that are tough to overcome. Tim, I'm going to disagree with you based not so much on an opinion that I have, but on a set of facts with which you might not be familiar because I've been hearing a lot of this lately in terms of complaints from fans as it relates to Derek Shelton. There's a sense that Shelton was given his extension because the team got off to a great start. It's not at all true. Charrington and Shelton had been talking about an extension for months, going back to the early winter. Both of them have acknowledged this. Neither of them would have anything to gain from lying about it. So did Charrington maybe choose a nice little stretch in which to announce that extension? Sure, I would do that too. That's just common sense. But did he look at the team's record and say, Wow, this must be a really good manager. I'm going to sign him for several more years. No, no, that didn't happen. It also didn't happen with Kibrian Hayes. As has been exhaustively reported regarding the Hayes negotiations, they spanned longer than a year. They dragged on longer than Brian Reynolds did, which is wild. Greg, you're going back to a previous management, and I'm not, I, I never see the value in comparing those things. But for Hayes and for Shelton, and, and also, by the way, for Reynolds, this was all done over a really long period of time. So there wasn't this reaction that, that you're describing here. The Pirates have spoken with. Mitch Keller about a long-term contract for a while now. Mitch just happens to be going through a really, really great stretch. And that was the period in which it was Mitch, by the way, not the team, that blurted it out. So even then, the team wasn't trying to curry some kind of whatever PR out of it. Charrington actually hates when ongoing talks get out to the public. So... The overall scenario isn't what you described. They're not reacting to Mitch getting great and then saying, got to sign Mitch. The public did that. The fans did that. And that's to be expected. But that doesn't mean that the Pirates just thought to themselves, wow, Mitch is just all of a sudden really terrific. Let's sign him for many years. You sound like somebody who's been following this team for a while, so you'd know that Mitch actually 
did this, not quite at this level. Nobody really pitches at this level for a very long period of time, but he was very good in 2022. So the consistency, uh, the pattern that's in place isn't some small sample. It isn't. This is a young guy who's grown up right in front of everybody and now has a year and change, depending on how you'd want to view it, of being really good. And there is value in that, even if, by the way, Mitch goes out and just totally wipes out in his next start. If he's a complete catastrophe, if he doesn't last the first inning, you don't change your mindset. Baseball, maybe more than any other sport, is all about big, big sample sizes. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we will do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.